The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, already in progress. Secondly, second thing, how do we honor each other in the church? Number one, see each, each person as valuable and important to the kingdom of God. Secondly, know that each person has a gift from God on the inside of them. Know that each person has a gift from God on the inside of them. Okay? Every one of you have a gift. You may not be using the gift right now. You might not even know you have a gift, but the Bible tells, tells me that every, God has given everyone a great gift based on his grace. He's dealt to every man the measure of faith, and then he's given us grace giftings. And so you have a gift right on the inside of you. And that gift is designed to bless somebody else. But see, if, you be, if that gift become, continues to be camouflaged and hidden, and, uh, and, and trodden down, you, you won't exercise your gift. Amen. But you have a gift. Now, you might not have the gift that, <clears throat> that you so desire. Like, for example, y'all seen today, I don't have the gift of singing all the time. <laughs> Did y'all hear what I said all the time? Because sometimes the anointing does fall. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it does. Sometimes the anointing does fall. And the Lord will anoint your voice for somebody else. And then you try to do it again for yourself. You ain't there no more. They ain't there no more. Yeah, so sometimes because we look at gifts like others or some are more important than others. No, a gift is a gift. And if you have a gift from God, that gift is significant to the plan of God. So you might not have the gift of singing. You might not have the gift of uh, playing the musical instrument. But that's all right. You might have a gift of encouraging somebody. You hear what I'm saying? You might have a gift of a, a good list, being a good listener. That might be your gift. You might have a gift of uh, cleaning. That gift is significant. And see, when we put all our gifts together, the whole kingdom is expanded. And see, we get out of this mentality that, ev that everybody wants to be seen. We can, we can really get some things done. Praise the Lord. I'm up here not because I want to be seen. I'm up here because I'm called of God. Because, look, I didn't serve in many churches, and I was happy. I was happy uh, passing the offering bucket. I was happy seeking people. I was just as joyful as I wanted to be, just as happy, because I ain't have all this responsibility. I come in, do my duty, take my jacket off, go on to get in my car, go home, go to sleep. Talk to me. Got it? No, no, no. But I'm up here because I'm called, and this is my gift. And so now I have to step in my gift, and my gift just happened to put me in front of people. Your gift may not put you in front of people, but your gift is just as important as my gift. Yeah. Got it? All right. Third thing, 
How do we honor each other in the church? We have to walk in love and don't judge. Oh, I see. I know y'all's going to get with me on that one. So walk in love and don't judge. And don't judge, okay? Now, 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 listen now. Uh, The Bible says that God sees the heart, man looks on the outward appearance. The Bible also says that you can judge a tree by its fruit. So now when I talk about don't judge, I'm not talking about identifying things in people's lives that they need to work on. What I'm talking about is condemning people in the state that they're in. For example, saying something like they are never they will never make it versus they have some things to work on. See, that's two totally different things. That's on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Saying someone will never make it. Now, you've judged them to failure. But saying that somebody has something to work on, you just see some things that they might not have seen, but you're willing to help them in that. Y'all see what I'm saying? You know, like, you know, people that, that have a reputation and stuff, you know, you know, they, they, they'll never come to God. That's a judgment. That's a judgment. You just judge them to hell. But the Bible says God saves to the othermost. So they just need to hear the right word from the right person and they will penetrate their heart and they can make a decision to be saved. But see, you didn't already you didn't already judge them. Because of what they're doing now. No, 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 no. They, they will come to God. And so I'm going to do my part in sharing the gospel so they can hear the word of God. You see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't condemn a person to a certain state. But yet we can still expose some things. And I'm going to talk about that a little later uh, on today. Okay. Number four, we have to determine what our role is in helping them and helping to empower the gift. Determine what your role is in helping to empower the gift. Once you find out that a person has a gift, what is your role in helping them? And what is your role to help empower that gift on the inside of them? Do you have a role or do you or not? You are not called to every person. Okay, some people you are called to some people. God will assign you to to help. Some people not. It's based upon the gifting that you have. Now, Dr. Wendy and I, we're called to the body of Christ. And so we have a calling on our life that literally we can empower our gift in anyone that will, that will receive from us. Did you hear what I said? Anyone that will receive from us. But now you you're, may not be called to the body of Christ. You just might be called to your neighbor, your, your coworker, your family member, a friend of yours, or, or a church member, or just several people. You might be called to those people, but yet your assignment or your, your part in helping them empower the gift is important. What's your role? You got to find out, what's, what's my role in helping this person recognize and bring the gift out of them? Amen. Got it? Because we all have a part to play. Got it? And then number five, number five, you have to do your part. Okay, thank you for those sprinkling of amens. You have to do your part. Because, see, sometimes we sit back and wait. We just sit back and say, okay, um, we're just going to let God do it. But God does it through you. God uses you. God uses me. God, God has not come off his throne to do anything. He stays seated. He sent Jesus to demonstrate himself. 
show us how to do it, and then Jesus went back and sat down. Because God uses people. And see, you waiting on God, God waiting on you, and guess what? Nothing's happening. I sure wish God would change that person. God's not going to change that person. He might be using you or want to use you to encourage that person in a particular area to change. Maybe that person don't not aware that they need to change. Talk to me. Everybody say, I got to do my part. We were sitting back waiting on the pastor to do it, first lady to do it, the leadership to do it. But no, we are all in this thing together. The pew is supposed to do the work of the ministry. Oh, y'all don't like that one, man. Because y'all just want to come, sit down, hear a word, go back home. Don't be bothered. I won't be bothered this week. I, you know, I'll see him next week on Sunday. He there all week. What are he doing? You know, I ask, you know, I ask, you know, you haven't seen some people in a while. Call them up. Call them up. And then you still hear people, you know, what pastor said, he'll call them. So what does that got to be? What does that got to do with me? Me calling them. What does that got to do with you calling them? Yeah, yeah, pastor, pastor, he was going to call. Them. Well, maybe I wasn't going to call that person. That God put on your heart. For you to pick up the phone. Oh, no, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to get caught up in nothing. <laughs> so the best way not to get caught up is don't call. Don't say anything. And so then week after week after week, they don't, they don't end up in church, and then they end up falling away, and you're like, oh, well. See, you can't, we can't have that kind of attitude. Amen. We can't have that kind of posture and position in the culture of honor because people are too important. Right. See, I call people as I'm led of the Spirit, and it's a certain time that I call people. Because I call them when God tell me to call them. Amen. Call so-and-so today. A certain person will be on my heart. A certain person will be on my heart. A certain, person will be, a certain person will be on her heart. She'll call them at a certain time. And they'll be like, wow, I can't believe that you called me. It was the exact right time. It was a divine appointment. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And so you got to hear from God and do your part. And you got you to get in the game, man. Tell your neighbor, say, get in the game. Get in the game. Get in the game. Stop standing on the sideline. We got too many kingdom um, players on the sideline cheering somebody else on go pastor <laughs> go teach it hallelujah get yourself in the game Amen. this play is for you you're supposed to run this ball on this play but see, you ain't ready because you've you been over there looking for somebody else. You ain't stretched. You haven't warmed up. And then you get in the game, you pull a hamstring. Ah! Because you ain't even prepared. Because you wasn't expecting to play. You know, with some people on the team, you know, I was pretty athletic, and some people on the team, they were just practice players. They were just bodies that, we, that the, starting, the starting team used to hit. And they knew that, and they were okay with that. And so they come to the game, they halfway do the jumping jacks, they're halfway stretched because they know it ain't playing. <laughs> they just going to get the water for the rest of us. I mean, hey, everybody's got their part. Amen. But then when the person on the first string get hurt, the person on the second string get hurt, and they call their name like, ah, me? They can't even find their helmet. they like, where's my helmet? Oh, did I put it over here? Oh, 
Wait, where's my hammer? Get in the game, man. And see, that's what people in the body of Christ are doing in the kingdom of God. They don't expect to run any place for the kingdom. And so when their name is called, they like, God, where's my helmet? Where my pads? Oh, man, I ain't come dressed. I ain't mean. Oh, you want me to play today, God? Yes. But see, when you're on a starting team, boy, when you're on a starting, a starting squad, you go out there and when the, when the uh, national anthem is uh, going, you got your chin strap buckled up. You ready to roll. You're like, hey, let's get this thing started, man. Let's, let, hey, let's kick this ball off. I, I know I honor my country and all, but hurry up. <laughs> and see, that's how we all should be. Because we're all kingdom players. Tell your name, say, get in the game, man. Get in the game. Praise the Lord. Now, see, in the church, we have different, um, different people at different stages. We have younger Believers, where believers are like middle age, then we have believers that are mature. They're different age, they're different stages. And so you got to understand how to minister to them at the level that they're on. Okay, uh, come in there. Let me use you for illustration real fast. Praise the Lord. Like, for example, I need that right there. Yeah, I need that. Praise the Lord. Like, for example, 20 years ago, I married this girl. Best day of my life. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I agree. Shama. Yeah, I married this girl. And so that day, I had me a wife. I had me a wife that day. That moment, as soon as she said I do, as soon as I said I did, do, I had me a wife. She had a husband. But now, the, now the, the, the thing is this. I didn't realize until later. Face me there. Okay, praise the Lord. Now, what I realized, I had a wife. But inside that wife was a woman. And see, this blue is, is, is wife, but the green is woman. So I had to take time to peel away the blue to recognize the woman. To see what gifts and what talents and what graces was on the inside of the woman. For, the, for her to help me as my wife. Amen. Because, see, if I just dealt with her as wife, that title by itself did me no, did me no good. Y'all see what I'm saying? Wife doesn't do me any good. I need wife to help me. But you, I got to find out by peeling away some layers and getting down under the surface and finding out what gifts does this girl have, what talents does she have to help me help us go to where we need to go. You know what? That takes time. That takes some patience. That takes love. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Putting up with some stuff. Because sometimes you peel it back, you're like, oh. <laughs> But y'all get my point. Thank you so much, dear. Like, oh, cover that back up, man. And vice versa. She got a husband that moment. But within the husband was a man. And she had to peel some layers off, peel that husband layer off, 
and find out what gifts and what talents I had to help her help us do what we need to do. And see, that's what's happening sometimes in relationships. People are not taking the time to peel away the layer of the title. And they say, you're not being a good wife, so I'm going to leave you. But see, that, good, that wife got some good things in that woman. But you hadn't taken time to find out who the woman was. And you want to get rid of your wife. Are y'all seeing this? I'm setting it up. I'm setting it up. I'm setting it up. You got it? And so the same thing as it relates to a saint in the church. Because we have to minister to them at whatever level that they're on. And we got to take time to find out what it is. Come here, Brother Michael. Come here. You don't mind being on television, do you? Okay, ain't nobody after you, right? <laughs> My man. Okay. Some people, illustration left. Because <laughs> we put the address up on the screen, you understand? They're waiting for you next week. Praise the Lord. But it's a good man. It's a good man. And so he's going to represent, he's going to represent some stages in this uh, spiritual development, okay? Because every one of us started off as a new believer. Every one of us. You didn't get born again and was mature the next day. Stop lying. I just, ever since I've been saved, I ain't did nothing wrong. You lying? You are lying like, I'm, you lying like a rug. Probably within the first 24 hours, you was messed up. <laughs> about to slap somebody. You just got saved last night. You about to slap somebody on, at noon on the next day. But that's okay. That's part of the process. And so he now is a new convert. So at, the way I honor him as a new convert is this way. I first of all must understand that as a new convert, new Christian, he is already the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. He just got saved last week in service. He is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, he's in right standing with God. God has removed his sin, removed his weaknesses. He is in right standing with God. Second thing I got to understand, as a new believer, this man has a gift on the inside of him. Amen. Got it? So now as a new convert, my posture and position as another child of God in the church is to remind him of his righteousness and to remind him that he has a gift. Notice now, I'm not talking about what he shouldn't be doing or what he should be doing yet because he's still young. He's still green in this. If he'd been doing something for 15 years, a lot of times it doesn't stop overnight. Now, some of us have experienced uh, instant deliverance. I mean, as soon as you're saved, bam, it's done. And that's great, but don't everybody do that. And so I got to remind him constantly, hey, man, you're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. You got to give the God on you. I found out that he sinned last week after he got saved. You know, that's all right. The Lord will forgive you. Come on, let's ask for forgiveness. Because you're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. You got a gift, man. You got a gift on the inside, and that gift going to bless people. You might not can see it now, but you know what? That gift going to bless people, man. And he's he, he trying to figure out, what in the world are you talking And see, what happens is we, 
we deal with people once they say we don't expect them to do anything wrong again. And when they do that, we jump on them. I tell you, a saved person wouldn't do that. Okay, I don't know none of that yet. I just got saved last week. Amen. You're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. You know what? You got a gift that's going to bless many people, man. I just want you to realize that. That's okay. You, you messed up last week? That's all right. Let's pray together. Let's, let's add, I'm going to lead them in the prayer of forgiveness. I'm going to work with them. Right? Then he comes to another stage. Step over one step. Now, he becomes an informed convert. Everybody say informed. informed. So, so he was smart enough to get in a good church. He was smart enough to come to FCCI and join. The, the partners in FCCI were smart enough to cooperate with the culture of honor. They've been encouraging him every week they see him. Boy, you the righteous of God. You got a gift on the inside of you, man. I'm blessed that you're saved and a part of the body. They've been doing that part. And so he's now sticking around. And so now he's been in this thing for about a year, uh, you know, nine months to a year. He's gotten some information. Right. Now I deal with him in an entirely different way now that he has some information. So now, when I see him doing some stuff that I know he's gotten some information in. Okay, man, hey, hey let's talk about what, you know, what pastor been teaching. Let's talk about what the word says about this particular area. You're still the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. You still got to give the God that's going to bless people. But we got to work on some of these behaviors that you have. Based on the information that you've gotten, we got to start working on the, in, on the behavior patterns that you're still exhibiting as an informed convert. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying? See, I'm not expecting this week one. But I am expecting this six, nine months, a year into this thing. Because he's just gotten some information by now. And I'm going to pull myself alongside. Hey, man, what do you need me to help you on? Do we need to, do we need to share a little bit on a weekly basis, monthly basis? What is it that, that, uh, that I need to work with you on? Okay, you see what I'm saying? Then he comes over here. One step, okay. Then he becomes... A mature convert. Now, what's a mature convert? A mature convert is one whose gift has made room for him. See, now we recognize the gift, and now we've given him some responsibilities based upon that gift. Now, I got to deal with him in a whole different way now. Too much is given, much more is required. So now the things that he used to do Back in the new converse stage, I shouldn't be seeing in his life today. The things that we were working on in the informed stage, he should be having some victory over. And so now I see him mess up. Hey, man, come on, you know better than that. Come on, you've been walking with God long enough. God has shown himself faithful. You've worked the word in this area before. Come on, man, get, just, get yourself together a little bit. I'm still honoring him as the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I'm still honoring him that he has a gift, but now I'm making him more accountable right. for his walk. Because now his gift has put him in places where he's influencing others. And I can't have him acting like a new convert in the position where he influences other people. Y'all with me? But see, what happens is, we take the rules or the principles for a mature child of God and we try to place them upon a new child of God. 
and it overwhelms them. And in their mind, they're thinking, I'll never measure up to what you want me to do. Man, shoot, I'm still trying to figure out, oh, man, what the, what, how to say Christ. I'm still trying to find Genesis. And I'm trying to jump on him like he's here. And we have pushed people out of the kingdom instead of led them into the kingdom. Because people don't want a bunch of rules and regulations. They want a relationship. And we show them relationship by having relationship with them. Hello, this is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for viewing today's broadcast. Today I continued in the teaching series of the culture of honor. Now when we say honor, we're saying that we're viewing each other as valuable and important. Everyone in the kingdom of God is valuable, important, and has significance. The Bible says we're many members, but not the same office. So no matter what gift you have, no matter what assignment you have, no matter what office you have, you are important to the body of Christ and you are needed to expand the kingdom of God. Today I began to talk about relationships, how we need to keep relationships together, stay connected in the body of Christ. Too, too many times we allow uh, situations and circumstances and issues divide us instead of bringing us together to make us stronger. The Bible says that we should uh, confront one another when times are necessary to make one another better. For whatever reason, we shy away from that and we lose relationship. We need to stay connected. We need to have a united front to push this kingdom agenda and to expand the kingdom of God. Now listen, I was only able to share one part of the lesson or the series today in today's broadcast. You need this entire series in your faith library. The announcer is going to come after me to tell you how you can get it in your, in your library to encourage your faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I guarantee you that this series will revolutionize your life and your ministry. Also, people all around the world need to hear this message. So I need your support. So I'm asking that you sow into the ministry today. Any gift of any amount is uh, worth it. Is, it will help. Glory to God. $5 offering. Uh, $20 seed, $100 seed, whatever you can do by the Spirit of God, we will appreciate it and will be sown into good ground and cause us to take this ministry and this gospel all around the world through television and missions. Again, I want to thank you for viewing today's broadcast. If you're not saved today, call that number on the bottom of your screen. Give your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ today. You will not regret it. Until next time, continue to live the life of faith. God bless you. It is time to embrace a new culture in the church, a culture that recognizes that everyone is valuable and important. 1 Corinthians 12 teaches that there are many members, but one body, and each part of the body is necessary for the body to function properly. In this exciting teaching series, Dr. Fry challenges the hearer to renew their minds as it relates to the current culture in the church. Learn that everyone has a gift from God, how to recognize the gifts in others, how to properly honor one another, and much, much more. Your life will never be the same. Don't delay. Order the four CD set for $30 or the four DVD set for $40 by calling 1-877-342-4193 or logging on to www.fccintl.org to access our online bookstore. 
This is a must-have teaching series for every believer who wants to make an impact in the lives of others. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.